TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Happy, happy, happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome in to ChairShot Radio. Today's edition brought to you by Patrick O'Dowd and my good friend, the lawyer, David Ungar. David, how you doing, pal? Buddy, pal, brother, something? I'm struggling Dude, already. I got, I got wings coming out of my head right now. You do. So you are that's... a magnificent flying <laughs> head here, and, and nobody in the audience can see it. Cause, cause I know we uh, we don't re- we don't video and that's for the betterment of you all that Dave and I don't video record this and put this up on like YouTube because yeah I don't think anyone wants to see us. No, I don't want to see us, but you know we're stuck with our we're with each other. So right, well welcome in everyone to Chairshot Radio, your Sunday edition of Chairshot Radio here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Dave and I come to you every Sunday. We're going to give you, as we have been doing, our weekly run of the NHL. Uh, look at how the teams are doing. Trade. A uh, trade was announced. We're recording here on Saturday. A trade was announced today. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to do our debut edition of Your Team Sucks, starring the Dallas Cowboys, much to Dave's chagrin. We were we were waffling. Dave wanted to run down on one of his teams, but they won yesterday. So or on Friday. Oh, so I I'll think, still I'll still run them down. Don't worry. They'll they'll get they'll get their chance. But I, I want to take some shots at the Dallas Cowboys today. And we uh, I figured we kick off the kick off the show today though with a little bit of something different and talk uh, about here we're recording here on Saturday the twenty third. This will be dropping on Saturday the twenty fourth. We've had a couple of significant significant passings in in the world today uh, or this week that uh, I just feel important to talk about the first is uh on friday we lost uh hank aaron uh one of the all-time greatest baseball players ever and you know the original or in in many people's opinion the true home run king still uh in in the land with his 755 uh you know a lot of people argue that his was the quote-unquote natural i don't necessarily buy that the natural way to hit home runs you know people talk about Barry Bonds and performance hands for drugs and whether or not those those records are legitimate so there's a lot of old school fans that say that but Hank Aaron you know people talk a lot about his baseball career but Dave and I and I'm sure a lot of the other chair shot guys also probably know Hank Aaron as the guy who got Bill Watts fired because Hank worked for TBS and Turner and let's just say he had a less than pleasant encounter with Bill Watts, and it wasn't long before that that, according to legend, Bill Watts was no longer running WCW. Now there were a lot of other reasons, but from what I understand, according to the legend, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. But Hank Aaron, you know, monumental figure in baseball. Dave, what are your thoughts? What do you guys say? Hank Aaron was a little bit before my time, I guess. That uh, you know, I I was too young to really remember baseball, but I sure studied up on him after the fact. And I, I mean, yeah, two, 
talk about breaking down a lot of barriers, including racial barriers, racial stereotypes, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, everybody points to Jackie Robinson and rightfully so. But, you know, Hank Aaron uh, was the guy who broke Babe Ruth's record, you know, right. when he hit 715. And and he was, you know, he just seems a little bit underrated, has always seemed underrated, always in the Babe shadow to me. Uh, I love, like, remember we reviewed The Sandlot, and one of my favorite scenes from The Sandlot is the ghost of Babe Ruth taking yep. the Hank Aaron card from Benny. And like, saying, I'm going to keep this. Can I, yeah, can I have this? I just got a feeling about this guy. And so that's that's a, a pretty good tribute to him. Uh, he was a phenomenal player, but I like I said, you know, underrated, possibly was hurt by playing in a market like Atlanta at that period of time. Atlanta was not a big market in the early 70s, especially what, not for the Braves. Right. Well, what's amazing to me about Henry Aaron is he played in three cities under the Braves franchise because he played with them in Boston. And yep. then when they moved to Milwaukee, he played for them in Milwaukee and stayed with them when they moved to Atlanta. And, you know, you talk about underrated, and, and I want to talk, I want to hit a little bit on just how impactful he was. But he was also, like, he lit, he was under death threats uh, daily. Like... One of the things that's been fascinating over the last 48 hours since the news of his passing, and by the time you get to, to Chair Shot Radio, that, that's happened is that we're, we're getting to revisit this man who was, he was never the guy who hit 50 home runs every season. He was a, he was a model of consistency. And as he was chasing down that record and white people were just, like angry racist white folk were like he was getting daily death threat letters to the point where his family was kept from him under protection by I think it was the FBI um, along with himself and in what is one of the most iconic shots so he hits his he hits his 755th home run and he's rounding third base and as he's coming around third base two guys come out of the crowd and are on his right and left. And it's his, you know, people look at it and it's like, they're congratulating him as he's doing this and they're happy. But if you go back and you listen to Hank Aaron talk about it and you listen to a lot of the people who are watching that, that was a scary moment because people, honest to goodness, didn't know if what was going to happen. Were they going to attempt to assault him, kill him? And, you know, they're just two guys who shook hands. Now that likely doesn't happen today. In this world with, you know, kind of the way the, the security has, has beefed up at sports arenas the world over, but he was, he was monumental and probably, you know, like you said, just as big of a figure in African-American sports as anybody, as a Jackie Robinson, as a Muhammad Ali, uh, and, and numerous, numerous others. The other thing that I love uh, it's sad that it takes people passing for for us to go back and look on these players. And let's be honest, the Hall of Fame starting lineup in the last calendar year from today all the way back has, has passed away. Like there's a pitching rotation to end all pitching rotations right now with the death of Don Sutton. We lost um, Tom Seaver, uh, one of the Phil Necro. Was it Phil Necro that yeah, passed? I think I think it was uh, Whitey him. Ford. Has passed like just just from pitchers alone, but 
people are starting, you know, like when these, these deaths happen and these passings happen, people start to look back on those careers. And one of the things that blew my mind about Hank Aaron, I heard this on the Max Kellerman show yes, uh, Friday, that and it was a stat that he put out. So Hank Aaron is like the all-time leader in like total bases or something like that. And in second place is my one of my heroes and all-time favorites, uh, St. Saint Louis Cardinal legend Stan Musial. He's number two. Hank Aaron is so far ahead of him, it equates to 12 miles of distance between Stan Musial, who's in second place, to Hank Aaron. That, like the man batted 300 year in and year out. He, he, he won MVPs, he won gold gloves, and he probably doesn't get the love. It's the same thing with Stan Musial, but Hank Aaron, if he plays in New York or Boston we probably talk about him a little bit differently. Same thing. Willie Mays yeah. was a dynamic personality. He played in New York and then was instrumental in getting the Giants going. Um, and so it's just, it's fascinating to me how how forgotten, in, in a sense, he really has become. And, and you look at him and he's, he, he's, he's a Mount Rushmore player in the history of baseball. And then yeah, go on to have a very successful career with TBS. Right. And you brought up, you know, Barry Bonds and, and breaking his record and whether there's an asterisk next to it. And and I mean, we could debate that all day you know, right. as to whether whether Barry deserves that recognition or not. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Hank almost kind of people looked at him a little bit differently, like, well, am I supposed to consider him the real home run king or do I consider Barry the real home run king? None of it matters. It doesn't take away from the fact that he was one of the greatest of all time. And uh, yeah, that's, you know. And another of the many losses that we've already had in 2021. Right. So, yeah. And so happy trails, Hank Aaron. Uh, he was, you know, he was in his eighties. So it's, you know, it's not like this was a, it's a, it's a sad day, but you know, he had a, he had a good life and really, really was amazing. So happy trails, Hank Aaron, the other passing, this is more on the bandwagon nerd side of things. Really. Uh, one of the iconic voices in, news media and one of the great interviewers of all time past uh news dropped Saturday morning of the passing of Larry King at the age of 87 and probably most remembered by a lot of people for his interview programs on CNN uh and various other news stations with him seated at the desk the microphone in front of his face kind of hunched over with the suspenders and the glasses interviewing anybody and everybody in the world like of of note whether it was a sports figure actors politicians you name it he did it and his voice is distinctive from a bandwagon nerd's perspective i'll never forget his cameo in ghostbusters where he is talking about ghosts and ghost busting and doing a rundown in that Larry King voice uh, cadence that is just world renowned and is just he, up there, in my opinion, with in terms of just recognizable voices, James Earl Jones, in terms of we talked about him just recently celebrating his 90th birthday, iconic voice, iconic interviewer and, and a big, big loss in the world of entertainment and in news. Ghostbusters, there's one we haven't done for the nerd review yet that would be worthy. <laughs> it would. I yeah, I have no I have uh -oh. no disagreement there. Oh, did you lose me? 
No, I didn't lose you. I just got uh, my wife left the let the puppies in here, so we might get some background noise as they chase each other oh, around okay. a little bit. But you can't see this, but bunkered in the basement studio is the little O'Dowd watching his oh, it, his Kindle. Ah, uh, okay. I, I mean, getting back to Larry King, though. Yeah, I mean, everything you said is 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 accurate. I mean, anybody who was anybody wanted to be interviewed by Larry. There's been a lot of uh, outpouring of uh, of uh, just tributes and. Things like that coming from all over the globe, all corners of the entertainment industry, everywhere, just talking about uh, Larry and, and memories of Larry and, and what impact and influence he had on just so many people. So, yeah, it's a, it's another big loss. I got <laughs> one of the dogs is looking at me like, what are you doing? I don't think they've ever seen the podcast before, little little guys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You you were saying Larry King dogs. Yeah, world leaders the world over interviewed with this guy. Yeah. Like it's just it's crazy. So love it all. Uh and, and he will he will be missed. You know, him and Barbara Walters, you know, the two great interview voices of of their time. And, and I, you, you just don't have anybody really like that. Like I can't think of a comp to to either of those two. You know what I mean? No, I mean Right now, as far as like, I don't know, man. Dan Rather's still around, right? Right, but I mean, he's he's but, actually I gotten, mean, he's he's be, he's become a Twitter force. That's what I've loved about Dan Rather. Like, I started following yeah. Dan Rather on Twitter, and he's been far more entertaining than he ever was. But yeah, and that's like an era of news that's kind of a bygone thing, right? Like the the long form interview. Like I was sitting there thinking about this. You had Barbara Walters on Twenty Twenty. You had Connie Chung. You had Larry King, and that's that's kind of it like and, and they just they just don't do it like that anymore it's just not no. what news is so no they sure don't i mean so, it's just not yeah. like you're saying the mediums mediums change so much now that that kind of a format really doesn't i mean it resonates with people like me and you but not so much the younger generation right because if so, it's longer than a tiktok video they don't care right so kids if you want to learn something about where what news media used to be like, jump on YouTube. It exists. Look up Larry King. Watch some old Larry King interviews. Watch him interview and, and Barbara Walters too. I would I would say interview both of them or watch both of them and watch how they interviewed and questioned folks because they they are they are one in a million personalities. So happy trails, Larry King. You will be missed. I think it's a good time for us to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to transition and talk some sports, 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 sports. I don't have the, I can't do it. I don't have the tiny, tiny stuff, but we're going to, we're going to do a quick little commercial break. When we come back, we're going to do our NHL review and then introduce our new segment, Your Team Stocks, featuring the Dallas Cowboys. You're listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot.com, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And welcome back. Time to talk some NHL, Dave. You know, I joked, everybody, we were, we were joking about Dave and his flying head. We, we decided to start repping our teams in the background. And so Dave's got his Caps logo in the background here. I've got my Stanley Cup champion logo for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, but before we kick off, like, how teams are doing in the league, let's start. We, we had our first major announced trade uh, come across on Saturday. Not a surprising trade, though. As we learned today, or we learned on Saturday, that Pierre-Luc Dubois was traded to the Winnipeg Jets by the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday for Patrick Lane and Jack. I'm going to probably get this name wrong, so I'm going to go with Roslovic, 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 those two guys. Now, the Jets also got a third-round draft pick in the 2022 NHL draft, which is a significant draft pick since there's like a million draft picks in the NHL draft. So three is actually really quite high, kind of like a baseball draft. And you can, you know, draft a 15-year-old in hockey um, because, you know, I guess it's never too early uh, is the thing. Here's the thing about this trade, just kind of in the initial reactions. Dubois had been benched uh, and had played three minutes and 55 seconds in the last game that he played for with uh, Columbus. And a 3-2 overtime loss to Tampa Bay, who's still looking really, really good. And there was no secret. The, the 22-year-old center, he didn't. He was going to be a restricted free agent. He wanted to be traded. He wasn't playing well with this team. And it seems like maybe this is a fit issue, uh, moving him over. Uh, and you always look for an opportunity for, for both teams to get better. And I think that that, that happened here. You, you know, you've got... A, a guy who has the ability to be a star, uh, you know, last season with the Blue Jackets, Dubois had 49 points. He had 18 goals, 31 assists. He played 70 games and was averaging about eight minutes, 18 minutes of ice time. Uh, but they're just not, they're just not doing it right now. And it doesn't seem like he's getting along. And so he, he you know, Dubois wanted to be out, wanted out and Columbus let him out. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a good trade for Columbus, especially because Patrick Liney is a, a really good player. Columbus is looking at the standings in the middle of the pack. I know it's really early still, five games right. in, but they're in the lower half. Winnipeg gets a player who obviously was disgruntled in Columbus. We know he can produce. We know he can do things. Winnipeg's sitting right now in third place uh, in a surprise, well, not surprisingly, but a pretty competitive North Division. So it looks like a good, pretty balanced trade for both teams. They both should improve from this. Uh, at first blush, I think Columbus, you know, just based on where I'm looking at so far, Columbus looks like they might do a little bit better in this. But right. if Dubois recaptures some of his old form, then it's a, it's a great move for Winnipeg. But yeah, Columbus needs they need offense. needs something. They need they some do. scoring. They're they're averaging two. You're averaging two goals a game, and that just ain't gonna cut it in the NHL anymore. Like you, you yeah, just they're can't a win minus six. Right. But you gotta love hockey though, right? Because you can be a minus six and still be somewhere decent in the standings. I'm looking at you, St. Louis, with your 
negative five goal differential, yet you're two and two, one and one. And based off of one game, yeah, you got, you got pasted in that eight, nothing drubbing by Colorado. But I got to tell you though, looking at the standing, yeah, this trade, I think, like I said, it's good. It's going to give them hope. Maybe it gives Columbus a shot in the arm, helps get them some goal scoring, which is what they're looking for. And if you can unload a disgruntled player who's looking for a new a new start, a fresh start, that's all. That's always a good thing. They didn't trade within their division, so it's not going to hurt any either team until you get to the playoffs. It's not like they were the Blues who let Alex Petrangelo go to uh, Vegas because we're stupid. First place Las Vegas Knights. Um, yes, but yeah, let's let's get into this. The week that was, you were you were on the edge of wanting to do my team sucks instead of your team sucks and either talking about the wizards or your capitals. And I was like, are you sure you want to go the capitals route? And you're like, well, let's see what they do on Friday. And they, they pulled out a win there in a shoot. It was a shootout victory. I think it was like five to four shootout victory. They are sitting alone atop the mass mutual East, which I guess mass mutual insurance is sponsoring the Eastern division. Uh, Sitting with a with, right with a three and zero record in two two games that went to OT to tie. You got eight points. You're sitting pretty, you know, for what yeah, it is by a game. So I quit your bitching. I mean, I can't complain too much, but I'm going right. to anyway because oh, that's geez. what we do. I mean, I right, mean, right. you know, the Caps are the first team to get hammered with the uh, the COVID protocol fines and stuff like that. They got hit for. Uh, what a hundred thousand for COVID violation for uh, Russian players hanging out in a hotel room, yeah. Uh, which is you know as as absurd as it sounds, you know you lose possibly the greatest goal scorer of his generation for four games. You lose your second best player for four games. Uh, you lose one of your best defensemen, and you lose your number one goaltender for four games. And they showed some moxie last night for sure by by you know winning that game. So I. I can't complain too much about that. Although that that game against Pittsburgh though was a travesty. When you're up by two goals and you got a five on three advantage and you give up a breakaway shorthanded goal, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot. I mean, they could have buried Pittsburgh in a deep dark hole. They let them off both games, but oh. yeah, like you're saying, they've got they don't have a regulation loss yet. Right? They're you know they're they've got eight points. They're doing pretty well. You know they haven't played the bit better teams like Philly or the Islanders yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they, if they come out of this four game stretch at two and two, that's a win, you know, get their players back. And, and I think they will be, it's a good start. I mean, they showed something last night. I, I mean, the other teams in the, in that division all look pretty grouped together. Um, so, you know, we'll have you, to see you how know, that goes. You know who really showed something yesterday? Dallas, Dallas, Dallas was Finally like, played. okay, we are out of our COVID protocol. We are going to show you all how good we are. And they thumped Nashville. Seven to nothing. Seven to no- I love, I'm reading, uh, I'm on NHL.com reading the line score and I love it. It's like scoring in the first. Nashville, none. Second, none. You know, shut out. Third, none. Dallas, first period, they're just getting their legs back. Second period, Bavelski on a power play. Radulov. On a power play. I uh, can't pronounce this next guy. Help me out here, Dave. Guryanov on another power play. Which, by the way, Nashville, maybe you shouldn't be committing penalties because it would appear that Dallas is um, 
you know, power play is 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 on it. Radulov again with his second goal. Lindell. All as a Lindell on a shorthanded goal. So it didn't matter which way he went with, with Dallas last night. That is what four of the seven goals? Five. Five goals in the second period. Then Pavelski added on a second one. Kavratana. Um or Kavranta, I can't pronounce that one either. Also on the power play. Just a, a steamrolling of of the Preds, just and and I always love watching Nashville. I always talk. I talked about them in the open as being just this fast team. They just they they play so fast. Uh, they weren't fast enough yesterday. No, not by a long shot. <laughs> no, when you, get, when you get thumped by seven goals, then uh, you're doing something. And Nashville had been playing fairly well up yeah, until that solid, point, but yeah, game, Dallas yeah. looked like they really were just like ready to go. We're out of this protocol. We need to get on the on the horse and ride. And uh, they got that. Chicago got their first win of the season last they night. They did. Too. They did. The Blackhawks got their first win. The Golden Knights, uh, we talked about Vegas. They got their first loss of the season last night. They went down yeah. to down to the Coyotes. Uh, so Phoenix represent. And yeah, and Toronto, my my uh, my my preseason Stanley Cup pick. They're they're off to a solid start. They went out they went over 4 to 2, sitting in a tie right now with Montreal, the Canadians uh in points. Though yeah, they Canadians do Canadians are a little surprising, aren't they? They are. They're a little they you know, they haven't they haven't suffered a loss yet. They've gone to they've gone to overtime twice. Uh lost a shootout. Shootout lost in OT. So, you know, they're they're off to a good start, and that's what we talked about when we when we did this rundown. You know, we're most teams are about five to six games in, and you're starting to see that separation. You're starting to see that you know Chicago ain't got it. They're they're not going to be a team this year. New York, which I don't think either of us. You know what surprised me? The Sabers, Buffalo Sabers, are one and three, one three and one. Like that's they they are they are. But the problem is they've played the Caps three times. So, but still, like we we expected them to be a more competitive team. Boston hasn't really surprised me. They, they, they're two and one, but they haven't been impressive. Chicago is what they are. The best last place team in all of hockey is the Dallas Stars, based on one game. That's our gross rover reaction today. But that's a COVID shortened thing. You know, Columbus is one and two, and is ahead of Chicago by virtue of some some overtime points that they've gotten. Uh, I think the other one that I think surprises the two of us, but that West is just brutal, is is looking at San Jose and Anaheim. Down there at the bottom, I think that we we just we didn't. I didn't. Well, I know I didn't have them. I had the Kings down there in Minnesota down there, and boy was I wrong. I'm not honestly not surprised to see the three California teams dead last. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in California that has disrupted True. anything resembling normalcy out here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Kings are doing a little bit better than I thought, but I'm not too surprised to see where they are. Yeah, and so now it's just looking. Looking forward as they as they continue on, just looking at you know the Saturday games. The first one's already kicked off. Columbus and Tampa Bay are are up and going, but we've got Montreal and Vancouver, Philly and Boston, the the Kings and the Blues. the The Kings have the Blues number all the time. The Blues struggle against them left and right, so confidence is low. Uh, Ottawa and Winnipeg. Just kind of looking at what's going on throughout this week as you see who's paired with who. Yeah, I think uh, it just keeps, you know, just keeps growing. I think uh hasn't been a lot of surprise. Tampa Bay's good. And um, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, Florida's a little bit of a surprise. 
They're postponed. Carolina. Actually, just got announced. Are they, yeah, are they again? Florida and Carolina, or at least for the Saturday game, are postponed. So, and it, looking here, it doesn't show a makeup for it. So, that'll happen later down the line. We knew that was going to happen, though, right? Like, that's going to happen with all of, all of these sports. So, there's going to be postponements. Uh, but loving this. I think next week we're going to start having to break down some players and who's having great seasons, you know, now that we'll be a few weeks in. We'll actually have some stat lines that can bear it out. I think, you know, we talked about that trade earlier. Guys played three games and, and isn't performing. And it's kind of it's kind of tough. So, but Dave, you look like you're choking on your mic. You okay, buddy? Uh just this cough I've had for like a week and a half that oh, yeah. <clears throat> won't go won't go away. You you mentioned that, yeah, like uh, before the bandwagon. So it's been going on for about a month or about a month, about a week. Dang. Yeah, yeah. It's just it just doesn't want to leave, and and we keep just passing it back and forth to each other. So it's mm. a good time in you reverse quarantine. I try. My wife won't leave me alone. I hate it when that happens. All right, you ready to debut a new segment? We gotta find we gotta find some sort of soundbite for this segment at some point. Gotta get some music for it. I'm not sure. I'll have to I'll have to do some digging. But today we are introducing the inaugural edition of Your Team Sucks, and this week we are picking on the Dallas Cowboys. And boy, do the Cowboys suck, Dave. You suck, you jackass. For the last thirty you have, years, you have to tell the, me. Da- the Dallas Cowboys have sucked. I, I I saw a stat. Guess who's been to a Super Bowl more recently than the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, to a Super everybody. Bowl. Everybody, no. Uh, everybody. My Except shitty Chicago Bears. The, the Chicago Bears. My team that I rag on left and right has been to a Super Bowl more recently than the Dallas Cowboys, and I think we can all blame it on one person. Uh, Jerry. We Jerry. Barry Jerry here. Barry Let's Jerry. Barry, Barry Jerry. Because they Tony Romo's fault. Well, I got to defend my guy. I, you know, as, as a Washington Redskins, Washington football team fan, I am immensely familiar with the legacy that is the Dallas Cowboys. So, so um, let me ask you this as a Washington Redskins fan, what, <laughs> which is worse, Jerry Jones or the Dallas Cowboy fan base? Go. I'd say the Cowboys fan base. I mean, Jerry's, Jerry's done some good stuff. I mean, he's, yeah, he made uh, a really big television screen in his football stadium. It was amazing. Yeah, have you been there? Have you been to AT and T Stadium? I've never set foot in the state of Texas, and don't really plan to unless I attend a WrestleMania there or something. Well, and that's what I, and that's the only time I've been there was for WrestleMania 32 right. back in 2016. And I will say that after having been at the Niners Stadium the year before, and then going to AT and T Stadium the following year, that's. What up, There's Bobby? like really no comparison between yeah. the two. Uh, it's AT&T Stadium was really like a self-serving, not self-serving, but a self-sustained city unto right. itself. So, yeah, Jerry's done stuff like that. But, yeah, you get the Cowboys fan base, which are some of the most delusional. Sorry, guys. Some of the most delusional people no, that are. I've ever met. They know. They do. I, I always I laugh because they think that every year, like they still think that Troy Aikman is going to come out of nowhere and start throwing to Michael Irvin again, and Emmett Smith's going to walk through that door. Like every year, they they act like this is their year that they're going to be back, and you know, and then they get a six win season. Dak Prescott is not the guy. Sorry, Zeke Elliott is very good, but he's not the guy. Um, you you have a de- a defense would be helpful for for your for your football team. Jerry, 
just saying, like if you're looking for something. And that's and that's the ultimate problem. And we'll probably talk about this when we when we rip on the Raiders in the future, back back in the Al Davis days. Ownership running, like completely running a team does not work for a team. No, uh Dan Snyder, we're looking at you. Right. Uh that like there's a well, look at the model franchise, in my opinion, with this. Like, if you want to talk about a, a power broker owner that lets his team run itself. And granted, he's got a Hall of Fame all-timer general manager slash coach in Bill Belichick. But Bob Kraft, like, he's the owner, but he's he, he, he doesn't dictate everything that has to do with the team. He actually lets the people he brings in. Like, they're not yes-men. And when, you're, when they're not yes-men, you, you get more out of it. And I just... I, I yeah the the fan base it, it's almost as bad as Boston fans. Boston fans yeah, are still they, the worst. Like I can't wait to run down Boston teams too. And I mean you know the Cowboys and I mean it's important to know that we, we recognize that the Cowboys weren't always trash. You're talking about a team that's been to what eight Super Bowls, won five of them. Well yeah, but they but haven't Tom, been there Tom since Landry ain't walking through that door. Jimmy Johnson ain't right. walking through that door. That's oh, right. Barry and Switzer I mean, isn't Jimmy walking Lee. through that door. <laughs> Oh, Barry Switzer. Yeah. Well, let's not get started. I mean, you know, you or I possibly could have coached that team to a Super Bowl. Right. When you look at them and say, what have they done since 1995? Like you sent that one thing over that Tom Brady's been to more NFC championship games since 1997 than the Cowboys have. Right. That's a a big deal. Yeah. It's it's a team that's kind of lost in its own mystique. And I'm I'm sorry, fellas, you, you need to get out of it because... Let's look, let's look what you, you went six and 10 this year, which was still good enough to finish third in the NFC East, but boy, howdy, it's been a long time and simply stated your franchise sucks. So get over it and get over yourselves. Yeah, they have not. Uh, it's been a long time since Dallas did. I mean, like I know you want to defend Tony Romo, but here's the truth about what we on the Washington side of thing. Oh, geez. You're going to do when the Jay we, Cutler joke. The what? The Jay Cutler joke? Tony's Jay no, no, Cutler no, joke. no, 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 not that. I mean, the thing about Tony was Tony was a tremendous regular season quarterback. And I will say this. I love Tony Romo as a broadcaster. He's absolutely fantastic. He's one of the, one best, of the best analysts out there. One of the best that there is. I, I Nothing taken, nothing away from him there. But as a football player, he was a tremendous regular season quarterback. He won what, like one playoff game? Yeah. And when we were Washington fans, like – we would literally wait when when like that game in 2012 when it was when RG3's rookie season that great season that one season that he had and yep. playing Dallas for the championship at the end you literally sat there at the end and said Dallas has a chance to drive the field and take the lead and almost all of us knew Tony's going to fuck this up he's going to throw the crucial ah, pick at stop the crucial it. time Boo. and he did <laughs> no no here's 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 all I Ever we, we talked about insufferable fan bases and then we'll we'll lay off of the, the Dallas Cowboys and, and move on to wrapping up the show. Here here's why I defend Tony Romo. There there was a game, I still remember this game. They were playing the Peyton Manning led Indianapolis or was it the Indianapolis Colts or the Denver Broncos? I don't know. He was it was him against Peyton Manning. And the game was a shootout. It was like fifty-six to fifty-four. Indianapolis victory and Tony Romo went touchdown for touchdown with Hall of Famer Peyton Manning and Dallas lost that game on a tipped pass interception that sealed it and the Dallas faithful 
put that whole loss on Tony Romo. And we're like, it's all his fault we lost that game. And not a word was said about a defense that gave up 56 points. That's all you need to know about why the Dallas Cowboys franchise is trash and their fans are trash. Your team sucks. fumbled snap against Seattle really stuck with Tony his whole career. You know, I mean, I mean I think, he never think, really got out from under that. Well, and, and that's unfortunately, you know, it's like the butt fumble for Matt Leiner, right? Was Leiner the one who had the butt fumble? Like, or was, was Leiner it Leiner or Sanchez? Maybe it was Sanchez. You're right. It was Mark Sanchez. Uh, but the butt fumble. Matter. Like, but here's the thing is Tony Romo had this great career. And I don't think that, like, I think that, yeah, he, he sadly remembers that that fumbled stab but i don't think it was like carrying with him like over his shoulders but in the minds of everybody else oh now he's a bumbling idiot you know i also don't think that um who was it that was crying was it to terrell terrell owens terrell owens my quarterback he's this man he's my quarterback and then like the next day he's like traded but yeah uh, yeah. uh I, so, I mean like for me I, I mean, I the Cowboys, America's team, and all that shit. I mean, really pissed off people in the in the nation's capital highly because we're like, this is just god awful. But you know, they have been a thorn in our side. But at the same yeah. time, as much as as much don't as I like say, to say nice they things, suck, this is your team sucks. This is, is you do not I, say nice things, sir. I just saying when we beat them in that championship game to get to that Super Bowl that we won, that was better than sucks, the highest right? because it was it was like defeating the evil empire, you know, like Yankees yeah. or. Anything like that, but yeah, I, you know, the Cowboys just like I still remember 2007 them playing the Giants in that playoff game at home against a Giants team that they should have beaten. They couldn't get the job done, and of course, for Tom Brady, the rest is history. But yeah, they suck. That's all there is you need to know about the Cowboys. You guys suck. That's one right. day you'll be relevant again, maybe. Possibly. So, raising my glass to you, Dallas Cowboy, and your da- Dallas Cowboys, and your faithful. Here's to you. Your team sucks. You suck, you jackass. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Your Team Sucks. Well done, Dave. We gotta get some music for that, but I think uh, I think we're on to something. Who should we pick on next week? Do we stay in the NFL? Or do you, we go to a different franchise? You, you pick somebody. All right, let's go. Let's go to Chicago, but we're gonna go to we're gonna we're gonna play a little baseball, and we're just I'm gonna be a homer. And the Cardinal fan wants to pick on the Chicago Cubs next week. <laughs> so next week, kids. Actually, wait. It'll be in two weeks. Because, spoiler alert, I won't be here next week. I uh, Who am I going to work with? Who, who, am I going to do this on my own? You Jesus. could do it on your own. You, I, I was going to put it into the, the chair shop media group and say, hey, does anyone... Like, I didn't want to ask on your behalf, uh, you know, if you wanted to fly. So, like, Tony goes solo. DeMarco goes solo. I might- yeah, they could. I might just call in uh, PC and see what he's got going on. He's my know. best friend and all. So I've seen this. I've heard about the the two of you are the new best friends. So yeah. congratulations on that. So next, the next time we get together, the next edition of Your Team Sucks will be the Chicago Cubs because I, I just want to do it, and it, it's going to be fun. And, um, yeah, so I think that's going to just about wrap us up here for Chair Shot Radio. What do you got on tap for the rest of your weekend, man? Oh, not a whole 
lot as far as I can tell. Want to watch the championship games tomorrow? I mean, what do you what do you think, man? You think we're going to get a Super Bowl one rematch? I mean, it, it seems like that's the uh, odds on favorite. But yeah, I think I'm going Bucks Chiefs for the Super Bowl. But I, we'll I took a I took a risk in the chair shot prediction group. I picked uh, I picked the Bills over. I picked I went with the Bills over the Chiefs just for funsies. Because I'm already out. Like, my picks were terrible uh, from the get-go. And uh, so I I went with a Bills-Packer Super Bowl. So that would be my hope. Hey, here's the thing. is Back in those 90s when the Dallas Cowboys were relevant, I was I always rooted for the Bills. I loved those teams, those Jim Kelly-led teams with Don Beebe and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and Cornelius, um, Cornelius Bennett. They, they were a beast of a team, and they always looked unstoppable, and then they get to the Super Bowl and lay an egg every time. Yeah. Every time, the last, like, this is the year. The last Redskins championship was they dismantled one of those Bills teams. Right. It's but, so, I it mean, that, so frustrating. That 1991 Redskins team would have taken out a lot of the all-time greats. That was right. a, a very strong team. Andre Reed. I forgot about Andre Reed on that team. Like just such a great team and couldn't get it done. So me, I, I'm in this weird place. I'm watching John Wayne movies this weekend. Just kind of was in a mood. I watched uh, I watched Rio Bravo before we re- recorded. I've got the quiet man on pause right now. By the way, beautiful, beautiful woman. Look her up. Maureen O'Hara. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman in her time. Well, you go and do what you got to do, Pilgrim. Don't ever do that again. That was terrible. And on that note, we are going to say goodbye to you all on the ChairShot Radio Network here with this Sunday edition of ChairShot Radio. David, tell everybody where to find you. You can find me on Twitter at AttitudeAg. That is at AttitudeAgg and on Facebook.com slash AttitudeOfAggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at WrestlingRealist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to myself and Dave every Sunday on the ChairShot Radio, every Monday on Bandwagon Nerds. And you can listen to me every Wednesday now on the Heel, the Face Heel podcast. I don't know. Greg changed the name again. He, he did it. Greg changed the name again. So I got to learn. I got to learn a new show title. Show. Every, it'll yeah, be back to the Greg DeMarco every- show in a couple weeks. Don't worry. Yep. Okay. But so, yeah, that'll do it. Everyone have a pleasant week and we will see you next Sunday. Well, Dave will see you next Sunday for sure on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network on the ChairShot.com.